What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode 106 of the Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Robin. Alongside me, my longtime friend, avid disc golfer, Joe. Hey, guys. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm very happy to be back. Uh, after careful consideration and... Uh, a, <laughs> after trying out a, a, a new long, host. A long, drawn-out process of you know, evaluating possibilities of a different host, I have decided to bring Joe back. <laughs> you know, I'm all... I'm the, dis- as the decision maker for this podcast, <laughs> I have decided that uh, I'll let Joe continue to, to be on it with me. That's, that's like almost exactly how it went. And uh, I'm very happy to have come to that conclusion and just i'm so i'm so grateful overwhelmed with joy to to have him back here in the studio despite the very <laughs> insulting process it was i mean it was close for a minute it was close for a minute but uh you know i i i, I appreciate it yeah i mean in the end he had nowhere else to go so it was kind of you know like it was fine but uh you know yeah like and also in the end like i'm a part of this fucking show <laughs> It doesn't work like that. But thank you, Spencer. I appreciate so, you too. Thank you very much, Spencer, for for filling in for an episode. Uh, but you know, I, I think I'm gonna have to. You know, Joe just pulled a knife on me, and I actually literally did. And I, I, I kind of had to had to go back to the well and <laughs> back on. Why can't I quit you? Back on the wagon, so to speak. Is that the line? <laughs> yeah. I wish I could quit you. That's what it is. <laughs> I don't know how to quit you. I don't. Whatever. I mean, I I don't know. I actually never saw it, I, and I feel kind of bad at it, but it has nothing to do with the theme of it. I don't watch dramas, period. Got it. Like, at, at all. Not even dudes doing it in tents and while watching horses? No. I mean, I'm fine with dudes doing it in, like, sheds and stuff. Wet Hot American Summer is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, that, fair enough. By the way, great uh, Wet Hot reference. I don't know if anyone got it except for me on last show with Spencer. Yeah. But I told him, I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> I, I got it. I know where you, I, I know what's happening there. I think you actually even made a reference like, I don't know if anyone's going to get that. <laughs> I got it. I, I, I don't know if anybody got it either, but it was fairly drawn out reference to it. Oh, yeah. No, I, uh, yeah. I, one can only hope. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I mean the people that should have gotten it got it, and that's all that matters. So why don't why don't we tell the people why? I mean, we I told them that that you were on a trip, but why don't you tell us about your trip down to San Diego and and uh, you know you got to. I wasn't on an indefinite hiatus while you had to uh, interview others and see if well, if, if we needed to uh, bring the show in a different direction. I'm giving you an opportunity to <laughs> you know kind of dispel that yeah, you know sometimes when you get fired like your employers will say like you can resign if you choose yeah and it looks better for you why don't you take a week off and go down to san diego and you know just kind of think about things so yeah so i went to san diego uh first like legit uh vacation in a very long time for me i've, I've had like work trips here and there and uh, my wife and my son and I have, we've done like three or four days here or there. We haven't done a full week. Um, we counted it at the dinner table, uh, a fine little time with my son today that he had, uh, 13 things he did for the first time 
going to San Diego. So he flew in a plane and in nice. a hotel and all sorts of cool stuff. So it was just a nice time to to get away. It was spring break for schools in Sonoma. So with my work, um, it makes it it was an easier time for me to step away. Like I planned this trip out five months ago, like far before I stepped into this role. It turned out to be a really bad time to go for <laughs> my workplace, but it oh, worked no. out. Yeah, we got some little craziness going on, and it was kind of tough for my CEO for me to be out. But we survived. I had a great time. Um, I played four rounds of disc golf. I played on four separate days. That's awesome. Which um, like never happens. Never happens. And like consecutive days too, right? Yeah, yeah. I played yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Oh no, I played. I played two rounds on Wednesday. So I played Tuesday, two rounds on Wednesday at two different courses, and then a round on Thursday. Um, I probably want to get. I I I probably could have gone out on Friday. I just didn't think about it. Uh, the, where my hotel was to Morley was like a twelve minute drive. Mm-hmm. So we had a rental car for the first half of the week, and then I got Lyft, and it was like I did like the. Uh, one to two seat vehicle share a ride and it was like a four dollar ride to go to morley and i was like i feel bad like here's two dollars tip <laughs> like i'm so used to sonoma like a six minute drive from like yeah my house to the plaza is like twelve dollars yeah so um it was it was super rad morley is a really cool course um it's not what I expected. Like I feel like I watched like a video of someone playing through all the holes and I, I just really didn't get it. It seemed totally different. I don't know. It was super fun. And I said this in, in the pre-show. There is not a hole. There's one hole that I think has a basket location that sits around 400. Maybe it's even like 390. No, it's probably 400. Um, but it was in a position that was like, I think 370. And that was the longest hole by a long shot for the entire course. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's the first course like that in a really long time that I like enjoyed through and through that I wasn't like, why aren't there more bomber holes for me? That's cool. Yeah. I mean, it it looks great from everything I've seen having not been there before, but yeah, but just in general, it looks like a nice course, relatively flat. Um, you know, but it has uh, you know kind of well uh, well laid out and yeah, and the, a lot of a uh, lot of technical shots in there too and and um, yeah yeah I think there's like an old timer on the course who like does like the a lot of the upkeep um, his name is like Snapper and I guess if you play with him uh, he has all these lines drawn out in his mind like this is the line like this is what you should throw this is how you should throw on this hole. Um, and if you find like a new line, he will like add branches or like tree parts. He'll add shit to take away like crazy lines. Interesting. Yeah. It's kind of funky. He's like, it's not meant to be like that. And I guess it's like only if you play with him and he's like, I guess he's not overbearing, but he's pretty much like, no, this is meant to just be a nice touch mid range shot down the middle what are you doing throwing like a big hyzer around the outside or whatever? Like he's like super old timer. Like this should be the only way to throw it, which is kind of funny. Um, like I know one of the holes they put in like two, not even like pretty much like fake trees, like guarding the basket, like right where the disc comes in. I guess like they felt it was too easy to get a two. And I know, um, 
So I, I we didn't even bring this up. I played with Ian from Central Coast uh, each day that I played at Morley, and he was in easy birdie range on that hole each day and missed it because there were these brand new trees <laughs> <laughs> obstructing like exactly where his putt was. Oh, no. Like dirty. Like he hit the tree. Wait, are they actually fake <clears throat> trees? I don't know if they're like I, I didn't they, inspect them, but they look like big branch pieces that were like stuck into the ground. Oh, wow! Like, yeah, like just big, like like um, that's uh like it was dirty. It was it was kind of silly. Um, that's insane. But I learned, you like, know, literally, that's insane. Totally, totally. So, <laughs> but I learned, I learned a lot about Ian's game. I also played with um. His buddy Ruben and Zach, two guys. I guess he plays with like every. He plays at least Tuesday through Thursday at six thirty in the morning every week. I guess I shouldn't blast it out. I don't know if people are going to start <laughs> storming that course. I'm I'm sure if you live in San Diego, you know, and are a disc yeah. golfer that that listens to and plus disc no golf one, podcasts, no one wants to get out there. Then yeah, um, I, and but it, it sounds like Ian's pretty chill and willing to. Yeah, but they're also smart. Like, if if twenty people roll up, it's not going to be like, "All right, we're going to have a twenty person card." Yeah. Um, I actually on the Thursday was told that uh, they had a full card and I wasn't going to be able to play, and I was like, "That's fine." Like, and he and then Ian like quickly messed me back. I was like, "I mean, we could split our group up or whatever." And I was like, "Honestly, don't worry about it." My wife told me I could go play disc golf again, and I didn't even think I would get that green light. So um, I'm going to be out there. If I play a solo round, I play a solo round. I'm not tripping, but I guess. One of their regular Thursday guys called out, so we yeah. just had a card of six. Um, but anyways, you don't see it. I know you've seen Ian throw on uh, Champs versus Chumps. I know there was like the Jomez CCDG uh, at the uh, Memorial. At Memorial, yeah. That does not showcase Ian's game. Got it. Ian is a uh, roller sniper. Like, it's not fair. A roller savant? He is. He uh, can put down, and not the, I, and, and I'm not to say that he can't, because he probably can. It, it doesn't call for it on this course. Um, not that he can't do the distance, but these are like the short, like touchy, quick to the ground rollers, forehand and backhand, um, you know, 250 to. 350 and he just parks them all he just had, knows the line he knows where to get it down he knows what disc to use over sale or under sale i don't know i didn't he was like i came up to and i think like the second hole at morley he was like oh yeah this is a perfect roller hole and i was like i'm not even gonna i'm not gonna touch that <laughs> i got i got no business trying to put a roller down on this i don't even know what's happening um and then he has a an amazing, like touch, Anheuser with uh, an envy. Uh huh. And I my Anheuser game That's is nice. is is trash. Like yeah. we don't need it for like anything. Not really. Like like you're a product of of where you come up, I guess. Play. I mean, unless you regularly. play a lot, which yeah. we we aren't afforded that ability. Mm-hmm. Like even if we like a six thirty round doesn't work for either of us because it's 30 minutes to a course if not 45 well i've already been working for a period of time by 6 30 well for me i don't start until like 8 15 but to get to a course at 6 30 i have to leave at like 5 45 and then be done with my round 
by 7.30. Yeah, it just doesn't work. Not to mention travel and, and Well, that's all, what I'm saying. With, with travel and also, like, my wife's not about to, like, do all the morning, get yeah. my son no, together, not. everything. So it's not doable. Anyways, there's all these shots that I didn't have at all. So I, I improvised, and, and uh, my score got better each day. So I threw plus one the first day, uh, minus down one, one and then yeah. down two. Yeah. So I got better, and I left stuff out there. Like there was, there was definitely, um, and for reference, the first day Ian threw six down, and I threw one up. Um, and then Joe went home and and uh, back to the hotel, did some naked push-ups, and uh, cried, drank a bottle of whiskey, went back. And uh, no, tried it again no, the next day. No, not at all. Like, I felt good about the first day. I felt like each day, I mean, probably my best round really was the second day, but I had one, um, I had two just really bad holes. I had one hole that I like hit every tree and took a double. And then I had one where I went like one of the few holes where there's actually OB my Thunderbird fought through like a tree that usually just gets stuck in, fought all the way through it and went across a path OB that like, I guess is unheard of that <laughs> happening, but I, I did it. You found it. I found it. Uh, so, you should have gone, gone and found that old guy and let him know about the, right, the right. line that you I found. I threw straight through this tree. You should put more should, stuff there <laughs> so I can get through it. <laughs> that would have been good. And then you'd be yeah. like, hey, listen, I found this new line and I got over here you should uh you know put up some sticks no but it was cool it was cool to go through a course like that and have multiple days like i can tell you i don't know if i've ever had multiple days on a course that i'd never played before like in a row uh-huh um i don't know if I, there's an, a course period that i've played three days in a row to be honest mm, that's a good question like in the, I mean, you, from, you've probably had golden gate back in your yeah SF I've, days. I've, it's certainly done golden gate um yeah, probably just Golden Gate for me. Right? But it, so it's this new course, and so each day I watched uh, the lines that the guys threw. Um, and one of the dudes, Zachary, plays with um, killer forehand, like this crazy touch. Every time he let it go, it was like on like an Anheuser or whatever. And I was like, ooh, whoa, it hooks up right under the tree and is parked. Okay, he knows exactly what he's doing. Never mind. Um, like I think he tied in on day one. Uh, anyways, so each day I watched what they threw and said, I don't have that throw. I'm going to try this disc and do this. And by the last day, I pretty much figured out what disc to throw and what line for every hole. Um, and I just like some of them, I just didn't execute perfectly, but I knew I could. Um, it's, it's a cool, it's a cool course. That's awesome. I dig it, and I definitely um, leaned a lot on on eighteen Firebirds and uh, Colin Thunderbirds, and threw a lot of that. And I threw, I think I threw each round. I threw each one of my FDs at least once off the tee. S line, Glow, and second run. Um, the world we live in. Yeah, like I threw, I threw almost every disc. You know what? I didn't throw all my like. <laughs> All my big distance stuff was not needed at all. I didn't throw. I threw it. A trespass was the most distance I needed, um, to the point that I realized that my uh, defender is beaten to where I can actually 
really start cranking on it because mm-hmm. I on the last day, um, on the longest hole, like the three seventy, the first day it's on a pyramid. The first day I threw it right into the side of the pyramid and had like a tap in birdie. Um, the second day I went deep with a trespass, like twenty feet. Like I was just outside the circle, hit the cage, like should have made that putt. And so the third day I was like, well, I'll throw a defender. Um, I took the PD2 out of my bag for the trip because we brought him a buzz and I was like, I'm not going to need this beefcake down yeah. there. So I was like, oh, defender, it, it'll hook up before a trespass would. Um, I'll throw that because I went deep and I can still throw the same way and like sit in the same place and blew past it by like 50 feet. <laughs> like it just, it's, it, it uh, flipped and just glided forever yeah and then hooked up like way past the basket like out like i was in probably 15 feet from the pin in the deep location and i was like oh all right well that was cool it looked really neat again i I got to look fancy well i mean you did that on purpose no because i had rampages in the bag if i really wanted to just like (laughs) let me just like let me bomb deep like that's cool, bro. But you know, like that was yeah. But I'll tell you, like I didn't throw, I didn't throw, I shouldn't have thrown a defender. I didn't throw a single rampage. I didn't throw a sheriff. I didn't throw a ballista. I didn't throw like all of my the things that you like to throw. All the things I like to throw, I didn't throw, and yeah. I didn't need to throw, and I was okay with that. Like I had enough fun doing stuff. Like I have, <laughs> I like uh, have a like eleven time eagle x that's like 159 or something that's beat too it's like six out of ten like effed up (laughs) that i threw it's had a hard life like so when like they were throwing like forehands or ian was throwing his um nice uh envy anheusers i was like heiser flipping this eagle into like super turnover shot and it was working well like, the one time I tried to do with a comet, I, like, grip-locked it into a tree, like, 10 <laughs> feet away and got into super jail. Um, but, no, it was a ton of fun. I didn't have to do any, like, although, I'll tell you right now, like, watching uh, footage of Phase play, which, we'll actually, we'll talk about later, um, if you have a big overhand, it's, like, the super cheat code for Morley. Is it? Yeah. I that that makes sense. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of trees on the course, but a lot of them are like probably under twenty feet tall and like on weird like arches. Like they're like just like curved or sideways and mm-hmm. there's weird tunnels and stuff. Um So if you can put something up in the air. Right. If you can throw fifty feet up in the air or not even fifty, if you can throw thirty feet up in the air and drop it within you know, under 350, like you can cheat code most holes. Got it. And yeah. There's a lot that you can just ping pong down to or, or pl- Plinko. Plinko. Yeah. Plinko down. Um, super cool course. It was super fun to play with those guys. They were super nice. Um, super. They were, they, they were as, as nice as you would expect or nicer. Um, we had a fun time. <clears throat> I, I held my own. I I hope uh, Ruben. I hope you're listening. They, no one knew who I was, <laughs> but by the end they like the by the third day like oh I listened to some episodes and whatever. I guess um, 
One of the, <laughs> one of the guys listened to an episode, I don't know, it was probably like four episodes ago, where we made the joke that it was my first time on the show or something. Uh-huh. And he was like, it took me like halfway into the episode to realize that it was that was just a joke that we've been doing it for like ever. Um, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, we just we just bullshit. The joke that we open this podcast kind of with, <laughs> pretty much. Um, the joke that we make like every four episodes. But anyways, so they listened some. So I'm trying to say is is Ruben. I had him. Um, I had him throw an FD. Never thrown an FD before. And the way I'd seen him throw some discs, I knew. I knew it was in his wheelhouse. The man needs it. The man needs it. So if you haven't yet, Ruben, get an S line FD. Yeah. Your life your life will forever be changed. An S line FD for a sub three fifty arm at Morley will be your go to on in in my perspective thirteen out of the eighteen holes. Wow. Wow. So it sounds like I would probably be Oh, you would destroy it. I would be. Like pretty I, happy I, at more by the field. end of by the end of by the third round that I played there I was throwing um a lot more second run and glow FD shots and and parking them. Got it. I got a little t- I think uh, the second round I was throwing really good glow and then the third round um I was cranking too hard and turning it over. As usual, we'll have to say it again, but the the FD is the best fairway driver ever. Oh it is. And it is. As- I won't I won't argue that. Well, are are you finally in my world where like uh, Thunderbird isn't technically a fairway? Would you call it a control? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Then yes, FD is the best fairway driver. Yeah. there is. Um, and uh, as noted, because that it was uh the sales of the FD on Infinite did their like update, and apparently the FD is the best selling fairway driver at this point, and it's also like made it now top ten, and I'm pretty sure that's mostly us. Well, listen, I went from, what is it? It was Father's Day Law when I first carried an FD, right? Mm-hmm. So June of last year. So it's pretty much Joe. Like, no, no, I, no, <laughs> no. This is my, my point is you've been on it like probably since episode 25. Like you always had them, but you didn't. Yeah. I, think, I didn't start harping I, right, on it. I think you always had them. You're like, oh, they're cool. And then there was a moment where it clicked and you're like, oh, no, they're really cool. Yeah. Um. And then it took another, I don't know, 25 episodes for me to be like, all right, get me a glow one. I've heard those or whatever. And then it instantly went in the bag and I threw great lines at Daylaw. Um, and then, I mean, fast forward, it took me a long time to move even past the glow until I got a second run. And then now I have an S line because I'm like, oh, I can embrace the fact that it turns over. Mm-hmm. Instead of like hating the fact that I crank it and it turns over, like being like, Oh, that it's it's good. You can I, I you want can do that. that. I want that is a that is a good thing to have. Like I can crank something that just turns over in a nice slow turn. It doesn't hook up. Yeah. So now I have an S line. I have a <laughs> I have a fresh max weight S line that is turnover out of the box. I have my glow, which a lot of crank and a little turn, um, but it's a pretty straight little S. And then I have my second run that's a Thunderbird light. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's good stuff. Yeah. Well, I I think it's should I should I uh, introduce the episode now? We had a we had a nice long diatribe there, but that was I, good. Also, I also played Kit Carson and that was fun and uh, yeah, that it, it was it was great down there. Yeah, sounds like you had a blast. I'm not jealous at all, and uh, I I played like 12 holes of disc golf. 
to your to your what 64 what was it that's not a multiple of 18 no it's what's uh well uh, 96 96. Uh, it's actually 99 um morley's a 19 hole course wow okay yeah all right nice so yeah so that'd be 100 i played kit carson one time which was an 18 oh okay i got my maths I got my right. maths. You're you're a smarter man. I had than three I. three nineteens and an eighteen. Ah, okay, there you go. Well, I think it's time. <laughs> yeah, you go for it. <laughs> for me to to not talk maths anymore, because not not my strong strength. <laughs> not your strong strength. <laughs> not my strong strength. It's your weak strength. <laughs> it's it's easily <laughs> my weakest strength. I would go with that. I actually like <laughs> it, that's not a bad thing. It's still strength. <laughs> go with it. You know, it's just how I choose to view uh, my weaknesses. I view them as weak strengths. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a. It's a good I worked for time for a minute. They're called uh, opportunities. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there we go. That's <laughs> my strongest opportunity. <laughs> but if you made it through the first thirty minutes of Joe and I chatting about our our disc golf lives. We've got a great episode for you, episode 106. We are going to recap the Jonesboro Open and uh, talk about the disc golf action, disc golf pro tour action. Then we are going to re, uh, preview, uh, we'll also recap, sorry, the Vintage Cup just quickly because there's a local tournament to us in Napa, California. So we want to talk about the the winner there and, and uh, Skyline, which is a wonderful disc golf course local to us that had uh, a lot of area burned and that club worked really hard to uh, get that course back into shape for for the biggest tournament of their year. So we'll just we'll And there's a Sexton that. shootout that we'll be at. Yeah, and the Sexton shootout coming up that we will be at. And uh, and then we'll we'll preview a couple of tournaments quickly. We have the Texas State Disc Golf Championships and then the Vintage Open in Arkansas. So we'll talk about that. And then we have our deer review, our world famous disc and beer pairing where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both and let you know whether you should bring it on the course. And tonight we have the Reptilian Discs Stego, which is a speed three glide one turn positive one interesting and a fade four though them some numbers folks and uh, we're going to pair that with coffee dino s'mores which is a stout by off color brewing company and uh yeah it's a uh, it's got I, i'm into it it's got a dinosaurish ish uh thing drawn on the front of it yeah it's, it's like a, so it's like a dino s'more that's why we're pairing them well dino and stego that works St- yeah. stego is um a stegosaurus, if you didn't know that. I One can only help. So, uh, I one more, because you, know, you can't get away from it. I know. Uh, once again, shout out, Spencer. Thank you so much for filling in. You did a great job. Uh, you got on some crazy little diatribes, which I like, which I'm about to do, and that's why I shouted you out. Nice. Uh, there is, in a local town to us, there is a, like, a wildlife museum. Have you been there? Maybe. Petaluma has a little wildlife museum. Oh, no, I've not been there. Oh, you should go there. It's cool. Um, my son's class went on a field trip there today, so I can't wait to go check in with his teacher tomorrow and find out how many times they had to like tell him to stop talking over the tour guide and <laughs> trying to tell them all facts without... Uh, yeah, that's, that's his jam. 
And my son, for a four-year-old, almost five, is super intelligent to the point that he's really good at lying. Uh huh. Um, so a, a lot of his, I read, a, I read like something at, like a year ago about uh, super intelligent people are the best at lying, which makes sense. Uh, he will ninety percent of the like animal facts and dinosaur facts he'll tell you are totally spot on, but he will totally like make some bullshit some stuff up like oh no this dinosaur blah blah i was like that's not a real dinosaur yeah like no that's not true so i'm wondering when he went to this uh natural history museum whatever he was just like oh well badgers actually uh build teepees and blah blah blah." so uh, (laughs) speaking of this over the the weekend one of uh a a uh a young a young kid i think he's eight years old now um came by for because it was my son's birthday and uh he was around and uh, it was playing and i showed him some of the legos that i had and i have uh a little captain phasma lego uh-huh. and uh he kept trying to correct me on it on the whole time because for some reason he thinks that it's captain phantasma and i just wasn't having it <laughs> it was like one of those times where I'm like, okay, the kid's eight. I should probably let this go. And, and but he would be like, no, 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 it's you mean Captain Phantasma? I'm like, no, it's it's Captain Phasma. And he'd be like, no, 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 you mean Captain? I'm like, no, kid. No, stop. No, and that's how I'm with Henry. Like, I will like, I'll full on like pull it up on my phone and be like, no, look. <laughs> that's I um, I like stop myself from doing that. But I was literally just like, listen, kid, it's Phasma. All right. You need to stop it. You want to play with these Legos some more? Or you want to get the fuck out of here? So yeah, I'm, I'm glad I, I'm glad I was pulled together. You was able to pull it together and and not ruin an eight year old's day. But uh, you know, how about uh, Jonesboro Open? What do you think? You want to talk about uh, the disc golf pro tour event? Yeah, Jonesboro Open. So I was I, I was actually gonna pull up. Um, have you been to you, Have you been to Legoland? Yes, I have. Oh, good. So you saw the whole like crazy Star Wars little mm-hmm. little jam. Yes, I took I took pictures for you. Oh, thank you. I will. I don't know uh, if you've been there. I will now. do terrible things to those later. If you could just, no, it's fine. If you no, just it's text fine. them to it's me. It's fine. Nope, it's that'd, cool. Don't that'd worry be about good. It. So uh, Jonesboro Open, uh, Spencer and I did picks for this. They were terrible. I don't even remember what he picked. I just remember they were really bad. So um, I, I didn't. Pay neither attention. of us picked the winner in our top four. Uh, so neither one of you picked Rick. Neither one of us picked Rick. What the? What are you doing? I don't know. Uh, How did you not pick Rick? I I don't know. I think you both. And I actually I was right there with you when you were doing. I listened. Uh, I was trying to herd. We Spencer both. And, we all three. And I'll I'll, I'll jump in because I knew who my number one pick was. We all three picked Paul to win. We did. We and, did. And uh, that didn't happen. Nope, it did not. So uh, actually, I think Spence picked Rick. Maybe he did. So did, I can't remember. I really hope Spencer didn't win picks. I think he did. I think he picked Rick to win. But who knows? I mean, I it took me like like a solid 45, 45 to 50 seconds. Yeah, I feel like he also to, picked Simon, and then you had to tell him that Simon I, wasn't playing. That was possible. I, I feel like I told him that in advance, but that's okay. I think I think Spencer oh, did oh yeah, pick maybe, Rick. Yeah. So, so he did. Well, I'll give Spencer credit for the win. He came on the pod. And and nailed his picks. Shoot, maybe I owe you a buzz ball. I think you do. Uh oh, that sounds good. I like that. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that loss. I'm into that. <laughs> I'm into that. <laughs> but uh, 
but yeah, so uh, Jonesboro Open, which is in Arkansas, um, and a, a really challenging course. I mean, you watch the the coverage of this. Uh, well, again, Disc Golf Pro Tour event, so we had live coverage through Smashbox, and uh, they threw a a new kind of uh, item into us, which is we got off-site commentary. Wait, time out, time out. I want to take a step back. Okay. I believe last year, probably around this time, we called for that. On like probably at least 10 episodes, I would say. Yes. Multiple said, why don't they feed the video to someone who's at a booth? And I mean, they did it across the country, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but we've been calling that forever where you can see both cameras and see what's going on uh-huh. and have notes and like. And not have not to whisper have to because, because you're. Like, th- thank you. Um, I feel like we should get a little credit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, uh, overall, I I enjoyed the crap out of it. Oh I, no! Totally. I thought it was great. Um, comparatively, number one, the the you know not having to huff and puff down the fairway, which none of us you know it, we're not you know trying to discredit the guy you know Terry having to do that. That would suck. Oh, without having a doubt. to having to run down a fairway and try and do commentary at the same time. Right, no, and I talked so much shit about the Huff and Puff, and then I uh, posted a video of myself uh, putting my son down the zipline at your house and then heard my heavy breathing in the background and went, oh, yep, <laughs> that happens. Yeah, so, uh, and then it just in general, they're able to focus on the commentary and, and deliver more commentary at, at uh, you know, and more in-depth kind of analysis of what's going on. But it, you also just, have... You also have the drive and the catch cam, so you know where the the disc exactly. lands. Like that, how many times was it like uh, T Dog? He prefers T Dog, by the way. Oh, he does. Terry. Okay. Um, ever since uh, Nate Doss <laughs> was with him, uh, that he'd be like, "It looks like it's good," or "Ooh, that might not." be I good. hear some clapping. You know, right, like, right, totally. Yeah. How how are you not prepared? Like with uh, a, a catch cam viewing like that yeah. makes all the sense in the world you can delay video you can delay video all you want do it that way and make sure you get along you have like really clean commentary mm-hmm. there were a little there were little glitches on the live and and that might be the whole going cross country and i know there was yeah. pouring rain in the city yeah so who knows but i think snow there was snow no 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 um, oh, where in, Corey in, yeah, and, the pouring yeah, rain yeah, here yeah. on, and on Sean, our end. Sean were. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, that's right. It, so we should say it was Corey Merle and Sean Jack. Uh, so Corey Merle being, uh, you know, Johnny Disc Golf, the, the, the chump king. Yep. <laughs> king of chumps. King of chumps. And then Sean Jack, who is uh, the, going the to TD. be the TD of the SF Open and has been uh, a very, very active member in the san francisco disc golf club and all of the tournaments that go through golden gate park and uh, all that so those two guys um doing off-site commentary which i think worked out really really well i i i felt it was a massive improvement um and i think that the only thing that i would add is that i would still like to have terry chime in uh more often on at you know like the the sideline reporter i think they need to throw to a sideline reporter in between on those things you know so like they'd be talking because there's there's parts even though they can see the 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 catch cam or the you know the the second camera and and the landing there was still parts of it they would be like oh i'm not really sure how that 
how that worked out. And then they could throw to a sideline reporter who could give them the info from the ground, you know, the boots on the ground. No, totally. And I think they're, I think they're moving so. that way and, and they're, it's nice to see them make this progression. And I think it's just yeah. the start of them dialing it in and, you know, with each one of those little pieces you add, there's a lot of that goes into exactly. it more than you would ever realize. Mm-hmm. And they're figuring it out. So um, I, I dig it. But yeah, I think that that dude on the ground for sure. Yeah. Um, and Terry does a great job and, and I would love to have him there too. Yeah. And I think it's just that be able to throw back and forth and maybe even have an earpiece in him so he can hear what they're saying. And, yeah. you know, I think that's the evolution of it. I think that'd be fantastic. I think that would be the 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 win win for everyone. The people that really love Terry's commentary uh, could could get that, and then you know we get different uh, you know kind of booth commentators here and there, depending on the you know maybe they're different for each one. Maybe it's the same personalities. You know, I don't I don't care. I think I think Corey and Sean did a great job, yep. and I think it was a major improvement. Just the flow of it, you. you think back to some of the other tournaments that were live by Smashbox and how much not quite dead air there was but there was a lot of times where it was just like they're thrown to things for no reason and when you have booth commentators they can just talk about what just happened and fill in those gaps and and really help to kind of connect the each hole to another one and and give some analysis so i think that it's it, and we're talking about this like it's a new thing. I mean, this has been around forever in, in sports broadcasting. And it, it's just disc golf kind of growing and, and making its way towards some kind of well-established techniques of of, uh, of bringing entertainment to the dead time between throws in a sport that has, frankly, a lot of dead time. You know, there's, yep. there's a lot well, of space at, between at, throws. Well, if you look at ball golf... You know they can go to other cards exactly. They can, you know, and that's something that's that's far off. I'm like not, I'm not pushing for that to happen anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, that's that's we, that's so we don't much have more the money work and money. Um, I think for me, the next place that they can go, and it's not it's not huge, but um, more sponsorships, money, yes, but also a wider range of commercials would be yes, great. I think. Uh, at, you know, I, I've come full circle on the It's My Job commercial. Um, it, it went from why are they still playing that to I'm going to be kind of disappointed when they stop. I want them to go the disc golf uh, monthly. We Disc golf monthly. PDGA one. Like, yeah. I want that blurry, like, drops out of focus every once in a while. Like, I want that now. Yeah. Yeah, I I love that I did that little tune. Like, oh, I know what that is. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know that one. I think everybody knows. That, yeah, like that, that like, music. Like I I I kind of want that one to come back. Yeah. Um. But I feel like it's moving that way. I mean, what it what was it? It was um. Was it? It wasn't. Was it infinite? What was the one like the the. Uh, the Jesus Fro- one? No, no, like the Frolfers only or whatever, like the fake dating commercial one. No, I didn't see that. You didn't see that one? That was like a couple tournaments ago. Like, uh, like it, it was it was a good it was a good one. I feel like it was for like someone who sells discs. Oh, okay. But it was like it was fun. Um, I can't believe I missed that. I just feel like there needs to. 
you know, commercials need to happen, obviously. You know, that's the fun to get it going. And maybe just a, a mix, new commercials or have sponsored segments maybe is the better way to go. Yeah. Um, it, it, I I don't I I think that just adding a, a sideline for now. I mean, obviously that if they had the sponsors, they'd add more sponsored segments. Well, yeah. Well, that's the thing. There. That's the thing. The side part it, of what I'm saying is they don't necessarily have the time for all of the. Like you want like sideline reporter brought to you by Jamba Juice. I think that's how you get more sideline reporter or more yeah. of of yeah. of that because I think they're trying. I think they're trying, but I'm just saying they have to play X amount of commercials to to feed those For sponsorships. Sure. Yeah. So between yeah. the FPO stuff, which I love, I don't want that to go away, and what they're doing, um, they have to fill it with commercials to like meet those pieces. Yeah. So maybe it's now saying, hey, instead of you playing seven commercials during the broadcast like over and over where people tune out because i've seen it yeah six times already i know like at this point like the the ad sales team or whoever's doing it, it's gonna be like listen if you give us 75 dollars we'll play your commercial 56 times right but it's <laughs> like but so it's like hey you know instead of doing that you know it's gonna hit harder if you um sponsor a backup like it could be at any point but if there's a backup that we're gonna pull a lead card member off and interview them. We've got mm-hmm. questions ready to go, um, or we have it done ahead of time, and there will be a Chiron at the bottom that says "Brought to you by blah yeah. blah blah." I also I I feel like you know we we heard this with the the DGI group and stuff like that, and then we thought that we'd start to see more kind of random sponsors popping up. I haven't quite seen that yet, and I I. I feel like the disc golf demographic has not been very well tapped by the by the kind of non disc golf brand marketing. Right, but I, I mean, it also goes to even the disc golf marketing. Um, there's definitely different tiers of who can do what. Yeah, in the sense that um, I mean, I glanced at like whole sponsorship, um, which makes that one that we cut for Las Vegas that much better. Um, Shit's expensive. Like SFO, I was like, oh, well, what would it be to sponsor or to be a sponsor for a whole? And it's like insanely above what we could Got pull it. together. So to be on the broadcast, like, I don't, I don't know what it is. Um, it's just like such a wide range where it's like mm-hmm. you may be at a tier where it's like a drop in the bucket. You're like, oh, fine, cool. Here's like, here's 5G's, like, blah. Or I in, meant, in I our, meant more like, like, you know, don't you think that that uh, maybe combos or like Cheetos or you know you gotta sometimes you gotta. I love you on straight to combos. Some sometimes I just that's my fair that like ninety percent of the people listening. What the fuck are combos? <laughs> what are com- I like you on like pepperoni pizza combo. Uh, you know, you know just <laughs> or um uh bugles. You gotta understand your demographic here. There's some <laughs> brought to you by bugles. Listen, like, I I'm gonna say underrated. Uh, sunflower seeds and beef jerky should be like two and huge disc- beer. Well, of course beer. Like of course beer. Like the f- sorry, sorry for yelling. Like what the hell? I I, I feel like that there's some some opportunities to be like, hey, like here, like to to uh, isolate some some uh, sectors of the economy that are food and beverage based. 
like the rest of the sports right. world. Well, does. Also, when I, I played with Ian, he's like, I don't really drink beer. Um, don't worry, guys. He drinks wine. He still he still likes his 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 ABV here. <laughs> but just in general, but there was like, like a guy that he was he played with, like this dude Zach, who's like, I, I like I like beer. <laughs> and then like each day we played, like we talked more and more about beer, but it like it became a norm where I was like, what? That's not a. I thought that's no, but but just in general, like like you know, I I feel like there's some opportunities that that could be and could be exploited a little bit more in terms of just like you just go for go for the food and beverage beverage industry and and isolate a few of those that are local and listen and papa john's just broke fun. up with the nfl yeah get, maybe they want to sponsor disc, disc golf. golf although i don't i mean he's, i don't want he that seems, but yeah still he seems like a you know an interesting guy but you know whatever you're right Maybe, I'm gonna stop that. I was gonna go. Maybe um, maybe too many days in the tanning booth, but uh, yeah, whatever. But I mean, I feel like so many things connect. It's like, hey, beer, Mexican food. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> beer, Mexican food, uh, beef jerky, uh, sunflower seeds, and then eventually we'll make it to dick pills. Because you know our demographic is largely male, and you know at some point you're gonna. You're gonna need that. No, you're thinking about ball golfers. Well, I mean, disc golfers don't have any of those issues. It's proven. Oh, that's true. Yeah, if you throw D's for for you know fun, you're gonna have no problem with your D's. You're probably right. Yeah, what was I talking about? That was. Yeah, you're. <laughs> are you speaking from like personal? Experience? Well, you know, you have like seven kids. Listen, so uh, the winner of the Jonesboro <laughs> Open was Ricky Wysocki with a really just dominant performance. Yep. Start to finish. Yep. 32 under. Almost wire to wire. Almost. Yeah. Uh, double G's. Garrett Gerthy. Dude, listen. Garrett. I just got to ta- talk to Garrett for a second. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll just step out. Um, what great work you did. Oh, thank you. I'm talking to Garrett. Sorry. Uh, I'm, so I'm, I'll let you know when I'm talking to you again. I'm pretending to um, be Garrett. Yeah, yeah, I don't need that. Okay. Um, you are a bomber you've always been oh you know your putting okay. was on shush um you you crushed it you had a, an amazing tournament uh i mean one round where you played sub optimally but still great kind of kept you out of the top but bro you were always the guy that i could say you know what a, a big dude can do it listen joe i really appreciate no that. stop shh I thought we're not. Role- I thought we were role playing. Nope, not. Nope. I'm talking to Garrett. Well, I don't I, need any right response. Now I'm, I'm any response. Bro, I why'd you got stop? I think what you're really saying is you missed me. No, because because where I'm going now, like you're still in that world with me, and he's not. Why you gotta drop that gut, bro? <laughs> you made me feel like it was possible, and now you're like fit and in shape and playing the best disc golf of your life are you trying to say something about having a gut are you judging me garrett girthy garrett girthy is fat shaming you that's he is <laughs> he's looking slim he's looking good and yeah, he's playing he super did. well he, and playing great and i know he's playing through a lot of adversity i've seen some stuff that he had some some deaths in the family and whatnot and but uh no it was awesome to see him up there and and rushing and an elite distance thrower as oh, well elite you know, and if Nico's not there to call him on footfall, it's like, 
He's got it for days. Yeah. So that was fun to see. And then we had uh, Colton Montgomery and uh, oh yeah, you know Colton, Colton, Colton Montgomery from uh, you know that that one place in possibly the South. I don't know. <laughs> and then Eric Oakley also at twenty seven under. So those two in third place. And then David Feldberg and James Conrad tied at twenty five under in fifth place. And then Eagle McMahon in uh, 24 under in 7th place. And Johnny McRae at 21 down in 8th place. And Joel Freeman and Tim Barham at 20 under, both in ninth place. And then Chris Dickerson in 11th at 19 down. I love Joel Freeman to be like, yo, it wasn't a fluke at Las Vegas. Like, I am good at disc golf. And then my pick to win in 13th place, Paul McBeth at 17 down. I think you also picked Sexton for second at 17. I did. And uh, and then Will Schusterick also played this tournament and placed 13th. And he, he had a, a great first round. Um, he's, he's he's on the comeback. I'm in. I'm stoked. Yeah, I, I hope his shoulder is well and that this is a sign that, that we'll get to see more of that. So that was great. Um, and then uh, we, we got to talk about the FPO because I don't know. if Did you see any of it? I watched him there. I watched. I watched, and I paid attention enough to um, one see that uh, Paige is r- real, real good. Yes, like way better than everyone else. Yes, and then two to be like, cats figuring it. Oh, never mind. All right. So the the part that you missed. So day one, the ladies had uh, had good conditions. Day two, it freaking snowed. I did see that. And uh and it, this was like watching it was like your nightmare. Like they are on uh those grass tee pads with like about 3 quarters of an inch of fresh snow and it's early in the morning, it's still freezing and you can see Paige and and uh and the others sliding around in their plants and it's just like it's not good. That's uh, that's so bad. Um, I played. I played the weekly. I don't think I talked about it on the actual podcast. I played uh, the weekly last night for our local club at uh, a course called Crane Creek that has like rubber tee pads, but also all these bowed, like bumpy, bad tee pads. Uh, and the conversation got real last night about actually putting in astroturf and putting those boxes like mm-hmm. Lynn Eagles. We got to make that happen. Um, but for me. Quality tee pads versus uh, trash, especially if every tee pad is bad. Like, I will tell you right now, that will add 10 strokes to my game. Yeah. Like, a clean tee pad and me being able to, like, torque on a, on a tee pad yeah. is huge for my game because my X step, um, I, I mean, my form in general is not like a clean smooth x-step i'm pretty uh, violent there's a lot more arm than there should be and i need to be able to really plant and rip and if i can't it takes so much away and on top of that it's in my head and it gets even worse that's true for for any player that makes use of uh their plant foot i mean if you can't get a solid plant you're not going to have as good of a throw i mean that and it's in my head like oh it's not in your head it's real it's it's real, but it's. I think there are times where my footing isn't really that bad, but just like that little tiny slip. Okay, yeah, throws me out. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, dude, it's uh, it's bad. Like, but yeah, I was I was watching it and was just like, oh god, Joe would die. Yeah, but, but uh, and so uh, Paige Pierce ten down to was win. It was, it was the second win. round that was snowy, right? Yeah. Well, that explains a lot of uh, SoCal Queen Kona having a beautiful first round. Yeah. To exploding second round. Yep. Yeah, I was so stoked to see her after see her after day one. No, she doing was killing she was it. Doing. But it really, I mean, it, it it was rough for anyone. I mean, the 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 best score uh, of the day was a sixty eight, and the the best score from the first round was fifty four by Paige. So I mean, it, which was which was like way, but I mean, away a, from a the fourteen the stroke swing, and and for uh for. For Paige specifically, her swing from round one to round two was sixteen strokes. That's that's bananas. Uh, yeah. So and then, uh, but Paige finishing up ten down. Her next close competitor, competitor Madison Walker, at even, along with Jennifer Allen. Uh, so both those Madison Walker, Jennifer Allen in second place at even par, and then we got Sarah Hokum. At plus one and Katrina Allen at plus. Uh, so I'll be honest, six. I did not, I did not watch. I didn't have time. I didn't, I didn't see it. I haven't watched. I haven't watched a ton of the the MPO either. Mm-hmm. Um, I paid attention purely to scores. Um, was it was it putting for Cat? Uh, you know, I haven't, I haven't watched enough either to to know. I I really only I saw the live stuff in the in the whole uh, previews. Or not the whole previews, but the whole recaps, and they don't show you everything. Right, right. You Just know, that, so like it's hard to it's the, hard to know. The, if if it is, it's like it's 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 breaking my heart. Yeah. At this point, I watched a good amount of the live while it was happening, and then um, I I watched I've I've seen the the MPO uh, through and through, but I haven't gotten to the FPO yet, so I, I'm not totally sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, <sighs> but. Uh, you know, I it I don't. Does it matter when Paige is ten strokes better than than? No, not at all. Not know. at all. I mean, she was there close at the beginning, and then it was gone. I like mean, you're uh, even. She wasn't close. Even no. if 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 uh if Katrina Allen made every single putt that she needed to, she lost to Paige by sixteen. No, strokes. no. It, well, here's the thing. Like it's it moves to that world of, and it's gone in the MPO, but existed maybe last year or the year prior, where it was like. Well, you know, there's 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 Rick and Paul, and then like the next tier, like who's the best of the next tier? Yeah, and there's a lot of respect for the best of the next tier. Yeah, the same way that like the number two uh, FPO is an amazing disc golfer. Yeah, they're just not Paige. They're yeah, but uh, what she's doing is amazing. And all, all I'm saying is. If putting is on, if putting is on in my mind, and I didn't see this, like, like I said, I'm not gonna lie and say I didn't. I could be totally wrong. There could have been totally other crazy circumstances that went on, but in my mind, if Cat is, I mean, it's the same thing we talked about Will two years ago before his shoulder. Like if her putting is on, she is a top tier women's disc golfer. Yeah. And she still is. I mean, top five, like whatever. But she is like the the one A or the the solid number two, um, and that putting is just like 
been breaking my heart every time I've watched I know. This is like six episodes in a row where you... It is. This entire season. I feel like if Katrina Allen ever listens to this podcast in these sections, she's going to be like, great, I'm glad Joe chimes in. No, I want her to listen, and I want her to be like, fuck that dude. (laughs) I I would imagine that people. I'm going to show you what's up. (laughs) And she's going to start banging putts, and then she's going to be like, oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm like solid. Probably still fuck that dude, but, you know. Oh, yeah. It's no disrespect. It's the same way you talk about Will. Like the things you got to dial in, and if you do, you're you're top tier. Um, and I would probably say she'd be top tier up there with Paige, where we'd go back to. I mean, what two years ago, she was like the consensus between us, yes. like the number one. Yes, without a doubt, we were picking her. Yep. every single time, being like, well, Paige is going to be up there, but she's probably in second. Yeah, like Cat's Cat is crushing it. Um, and then we yeah. had this resurgence of Paige, like this fucking uh, phoenix rising from ash, like, I am better than everyone, like, God tier, uh, I probably can complete, can, can compete top 20 MPO. Um, Maybe, yeah. She's well, working, no. on, working on being the, the first thousand rated uh, female player, which... Which she she totally she keeps she will be her rating she, keeps rising. She will be so. she will be she will be. But th- all I'm saying is, um, a big part of getting to that thousand rating, as much as we don't want to talk about it, is distance, mm-hmm. consistent distance, and accurate distance. Yeah, and and Cat has that in the yeah. bag. But well, it's, I think it's, Paige is is every bit and better. No, I'm that's I'm not I'm not I'm saying I'm not saying that cat is better in that category. Oh, okay. One hundred percent pages, but I'm saying cat has the ability to be a thousand. To do that, female. yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. not better than Paige, but she has the ability to be there, but the putting has to be in the the top thirty percent. Okay. Can you 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 mean one thing? When when we go next week. You have to be nice to Cat. You promise? It's not next week. Yeah, next week's podcast. Oh yeah, I love this. You're, I'm, I'm just, you're I'm, twisting my shit. I have said it multiple times already today. Cat is amazing. She would destroy me in a round, no problem. I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this just to, you know reiterate that. <laughs> I, I understand. I, I'm just saying she is playing below her ability. No, I know. That's all I'm saying. I know, but, but we've. I just, I just want to also reiterate how good of a player she is. I don't think I've. I don't think I have uh, said anything but that. There's just a piece of her game that she is better than, and she'll get there. All right. Are you ready to to move on to the next? Any closing thoughts on on Jonesboro? Oh yeah. Okay. So Katrina. Al- <laughs> <laughs> I I will fucking end you. Uh. Uh. Is Macbeth washed up? <laughs> all right fair point time to move on to the next tournament which uh we're gonna talk about a, a local one to us uh because it's a, a great tournament each year and is in napa california the vintage cup pro-am so skyline is uh in napa california it is probably the the most brutal course in our immediate area it's actually as close to us as um it, uh, crane creek which is a very sub par course uh 
Skyline is brutal. If you, I know CCDG has had lots of coverage of Skyline in the past. Lots of hills, lots of rollaways. Um, when you hear about people being daylawed, I feel like they learned that from um, being skylined. Well, that's that's a joke because daylight was there first, but skyline is super treacherous. It's got big holes. It's got uh, technical stuff. It is awesome. You should check it out. I think Robin alluded to it earlier on that um, it was a one of the areas that were ravaged by the the North Bay fires this past October, and that club is so rad that they've put so much effort to get it back to being an 18 hole course. And when it gets to the vintage cup, uh, they add in some extra holes. I don't know. I don't know if they got those extra holes in or not. I haven't checked in with anybody, but, um, it is an amazing course. If you're ever in the area, you got to do it. If you're up for, um, the SF open, um, uh, there is a Sexton shootout going on. I think, either just before or just, I think it's just before the actual tournament. Um, it's going to be at skyline. Robin and I are both signed up for it. The club is awesome. The Napa disc golf club. Uh, they put in a ton of work. They're super dedicated. They're great people. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a great tournament. Yeah. And, uh, easily one of our favorite courses in the area. So, uh, and, one of our, our favorite pros in the area, Jeff Hayes, won it over the weekend. Heck yes. So Dang, and he like it wasn't close. I didn't even look uh, to the score. Three right now. strokes. You know what those three three strokes when it comes down to I, yeah, that's true. That could be one hole. Yeah, yeah. yeah that could be that could be well, that, that could be easily one hole. That could be like I, I was saying, um Daylod is a thing. I feel like Skylined is more possible than being Daylod. Yeah. Like yeah. rollaways, rollaways. I've had some of the best drives in my life at Skyline to see them get up on edge and roll, not just like outside the circle, but um, like, like five hundred feet. Away. Yeah, no, totally, totally. And, and it sounds ridiculous to say that, but that's the truth. That's the kind of terrain we roll with. Yeah, in Northern California. Yeah. So, uh, great tournament, and if you want to check out footage of that course the the vintage cup has some footage up on ccdg that you can check out and and see what a beautiful course it is and how challenging it is and uh it's a it's a nice kind of look at at what what uh the type of courses that joe and i play on a regular basis so if you're curious about that it's probably the the best footage you'll you'll get to see and that's also where you you know if you're like oh when we talk about robin talks about his uh octo hall and we talk about the bags that we carry you're like why don't you roll a cart? <laughs> we can't watch watch some skyline footage, and then you tell me that you want to try and roll a cart through that. Yeah, you, you don't. Yeah, not really. I do, but basically, we just want to bring this up purely to say congrats to Jeff. Well done, um, amazing dude, great disc golfer. He did some some awesome work. Yeah, and uh, when this is all over, we're gonna get an apartment together. I miss your Musk. So. Uh, I think it's time. Should we? You want to? We'll quickly talk about the the tournaments coming up this weekend. There's not like a a real, um, you know, like everybody's there. This is a huge deal type tournament. But we got a, a couple of of A tiers that are are you know worth at least mentioning. So uh, we've got the 
2018 Texas State Disc Golf Championships, which uh, are, to no surprise, in Texas. Yeah, I'm surprised there's not more uh, big pros here. I feel well, like in the well, past... Well, uh, everyone just made their way over to Arkansas for yeah. the Jonesboro. So or the, didn't leave Arkansas because they... Oh, right. They, that's, so yeah, they're, that's they're, they're out there still, So and, and we'll get to that next. But, you know, you got Matt Oram, Bradley Williams, Paul Uliberry, uh, you know, Garrett Gerthy's there. So you got some got some names that that are uh, that are worth noting that that are going to play in this tournament. So, you know, Gerthy making it back that direction and, uh, you know, a, a good tournament from year to year. I think this is another one where we talked about like the St. Patrick's Classic that that kind of got affected by the uh, the pro tour schedule. And, and, you know, in past years has had a more star-studded lineup, but nonetheless a, a great tournament year to year. And uh, I don't know if we'll see any footage from it, but but this is where some of the pros are. Uh, the, the next one is the, uh, the uh, Vintage Open presented by Dynamic Discs, which is in Arkansas as well. Uh, Russellville specifically and uh, Ricky Wysocki will be there Johnny McRae James Conrad Chris Clemens Peter McBride uh, Joel Freeman Zach Melton Kevin Jones AJ Reesley so a lot more names here that we're really familiar with Eric Oakley uh, playing as well so Robert McCall I see I see down the list there Uh, but uh, so this one being kind of a the the more I know that I feel like on uh, skip ace that that we're supposed to pick the the Texas State Disc Golf Championship. Is that but is that is Skip A still happening? It is, but I I don't think we're gonna do picks this week, unless you want to pick this one. This one to I, me. I feel like I feel like we can do a uh, a like a a double down we've done before where I think we both are gonna pick the same person for the top. Uh huh. And we can just say yay or nay, and we'll both take a penalty or not. I I really I. I hope this is Ricky awakening the beast. Yeah, that's oh, what I'm saying. You know, so I, I mean, it, it, I want to see that. I I really we've seen a lot of different guys rise up, and and I would love to see. To me, having a a three horse race this year or a four horse race of of Paul and Ricky and maybe it's Eagle, you know, someone like that rising up and and joining that that upper echelon would be awesome but i i don't want to see uh you know ricky regress this year that i don't think that's good for all right so i have a i have a bet for this oh okay we do not have to pay it next week we can move it to a different date purely because of timing and for the possibility of failure um got it over there we have e40s uh-huh we do not need to drink both of those in one night okay if Rick does not win, at some point, um, we will share one for a pre-show. Okay. <laughs> and y'all will know ah, what shucks. episode that is because uh, the, it'll be a saucy one. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but we'll I feel like known. I feel like we're not going to worry about it. I feel like Rick's going to take it home. I think so, too. Yeah. All right. Uh, you ready to, to move on to our deer review? I am. All right, it's time for our world-famous deer review where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both, and let you know whether you should bring it on the course. And uh, tonight, we have the Reptilian Disc Stego, which is a three-speed, one-glide, positive one-turn, and a four-fade. 
and we have it in, I think it's chalk plastic. Let me check and see what this one says here. But, uh, you know, I'm not sure what this one is. But it's a, it's a fairly soft chalky plastic. And we are pairing this beer with uh, Coffee Dino S'mores by Off Color Brewing Company. And this thing is a powerful beer. It is 10.5% alcohol. And Where does it say the 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 plastic does I, it even doesn't even say it doesn't even say uh, so I just remember that from uh from we did the the uh the serpent a couple couple episodes back and there was there was a couple different chalk ones but I'll have to check I can't remember what I ordered I don't this know one if it's in. chalk it doesn't feel the same as the the serpent that we have. Um, and honestly, I didn't even make the connection right now, and I'm sure you know, and it makes sense, and that's the reason that it's they're made by that Joey. Yeah, I was saying, yeah. I didn't even realize right now that the reason Joey loves them so much. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yes. Uh. So I. Uh, so th- I, I do want to point out that on the disc, it does say it's a three zero glide plus one plus. Oh, four. okay, interesting. So so what we do is And we, you know that's what I had my go, breakdown to. We usually go through infinite nope. yeah. for our ratings because they are a little more on point to what we think they are. And I think a lot of disc manufacturers are getting a lot better at for the most part saying what their numbers are. Yes. Um, Discraft recently started yes, using, flight, using numbers. flight numbers. Flight numbers matter, hashtag flight numbers matter. Please remember that. For reference point, not for the be all end all, but they do matter. Um, this disc has a top bead, <laughs> <laughs> like legit. Like I think you might want to call it a thumb track, but it's straight, just like a beaded top. Um, it's insane feel. Yeah, look. it's got like a like a. It's like a a ridge that yep. comes up on the top yep. of the thing. Um, it's like a plate. So when you hear it, when you hear us, when you heard us say those numbers, should you not know what a Sego is? When you hear a three zero plus one four or a three one plus one four, uh, that sounds insane. Or it should. You should say what? That's not a real thing. That doesn't exist. It it does. It does. <laughs> it it does exist. And uh, it's fairly true to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Um, this is one of those discs that that everyone you'll see people like oh you got to film the first time you throw it or you got it it like the it just does things that's different than any disc I've ever thrown before it, I it's just hard to describe the first time I threw it it and uh, Spencer was there and filmed it but he he filmed kind of in line with me and so you couldn't actually see the disc. And it was just me reacting to it, and I'll show. I'll. I'll oh, I want to see that. I'll play it. For we got. We got to put that. We. Uh, you should put that up on. Um, on Patreon. I. I will. Well, it's. It's Patreon only lets us do like ten seconds. It's longer than that. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, you can put but, it on the sex. But love. basically, I. I kind of. I used a full power grip, and I tried to throw it, and it hysered so quickly that it went like vertical. It was like the craziest roller I've ever seen that didn't roll. Like it just immediately, like the exact opposite of a hyzer flip. Like <laughs> I threw it on like a moderate hyzer angle, and it immediately went vertical and just hit the ground like a hundred and twenty feet out or something like that. Yeah, or like a hundred and thirty feet out maybe. 
like not far at all. And then I realized that, that, you know, you can't really do that. You, you have to kind of take it a little bit easier on it and try and give it a little bit more air and you can get some nice overstable shots out of it. But initially I, my thought was, okay, I got to try and smash this thing as hard as I can. And it did not respond well to that at all. Uh, once I, I kind of, you know, took it a little bit easier and, and tried to throw some sweeping hyzers with it and put a little air under it. It, you know, gave some really nice overstable flight lines, um, some some decent anhyzers out of it that, that flexed out relatively quickly. Uh, but it is absurdly overstable and does not go far. Right. So I'm going to um, make an admission uh, to the podcast. I threw this today. I threw it probably... 15 times that's a good that's a good amount of throws um i was wearing uh a dress shirt slacks and dress shoes <laughs> uh i didn't have time to to do otherwise but honestly it does not matter <laughs> it doesn't matter i'm happy i didn't have something that i felt like i could do a full run up and crank because it wouldn't have mattered I was throwing on a field where there was a drastic headwind and a drastic tailwind, depending on what direction I was throwing. Um, it did not matter. No. It didn't change a single char- characteristic. Characteristic? Characteristic? Characteristic. Of the flight. Um, Robin was like, oh, like, uh, throw as hard as you can th- and then throw light and it'll, like, go. It didn't. Nope. The the lighter like fan grip like rip didn't didn't matter. Uh, throwing it hard did a little better, but he also was like, th- I have a gym. I work at a, a boys and girls club, so I have a gym that's like you know just under hundred feet across. And he's like, just crank it there and you'll see. And I did, and I threw it into a wall. <laughs> nice. So hundred feet's not a problem. You get hundred feet, no problem. But also. Um, that impact, which I'm sure would happen on a tree too, like totally put a big, big like lump, yeah, in it, the rim. It deformed the plastic for sure. Yeah, which blew me away. Like I didn't think that would happen, but I totally like put a big old lump in the rim, uh, throwing it into a door. But once again, I don't think that that matters at all to the flight characteristic. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, so when I was in high school, my very first car was a 1970 Thunderbird, and I'm pretty positive my engine was like a, oh no, it was a 429. Okay. So it was a 429, and when I would drive that thing, it would, if I drove anything under like 40 miles per hour, it would like backfire and spit and stall, and as soon as I gave enough gas to get like above 40 or especially like above 60 that's like where it was perfect and it was like ah yes you get me like this is what i meant to do don't mess with that lower speed shit that's garbage um could also have been just a really shitty car yo it totally was i got i (laughs) I didn't own it for that long but other cars i've had like like even my subaru right now is like don't drive slow like go get that turbo rolling like let's go um the stego for me the best lines i threw the best feeling the best distance the best everything was purely being like i know what you want to do 
I'm throwing you on like a dirty hyzer. <laughs> and it loved it. It was like, yes. No, air. Air underneath it is the best thing yep, you can do with yep. this. Yep. I, I was just, I threw big, uh, high, wide hyzers. And I yep. was like, it was like, fuck yes. Yep. I got this. I got you. And it was like, I could line it up and know that I could just pop a hyzer out and I would end in line like <laughs> 215 feet. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, pretty much. But. I can like I talk about the PD two in that way where I'm like I throw PD two because I know there are going to be times that I want something to drop in line straight ahead on a spike at like two sixty yeah, yeah. two seventy five and I know I can crank it with everything I have and it's not going to deviate anywhere from that it's going to do exactly yeah. what I want and that's what I was doing with the Stego and it is and I'll tell you right now you've heard things you've seen videos whatever. Um, 100% it is what you think it is. It really is. It is it is gross. It is dirty. It is um it is like the justice's little brother if uh the ju- like if the justice was like a 225 pounds like linebacker and its brother was like Four inches shorter and three hundred pounds and a left tackle that yeah. is unmovable. This is like this is the Bowser equivalent of a disc. Like like okay. it, like not only does it go with the reptilian theme, but think about trying to throw Bowser over something. This, yeah. This is pretty much what you're trying to do. Yeah, dude. It's it's just like the, it's like Yo, it's I got this. Yeah. Nope. But I came to the same conclusion you did, which is that the only way to get any sort of appreciable distance out of it is to put as much air under it as you possibly can and just as high of an angle and as gross a high as right. possible. I know it's going to go left. Let me exaggerate right and up and yeah. we're going to get right well, where it just, I want. I, was, I ended up just throwing like massive spikes and you can see yep. the chunks out of the side of it as a result of that. No, and that's the thing. Yeah, I put new ones too. It, like, yeah, so here, like, the plastic's going to beat up, but I think there's going to be a disc where, um, don't give a fuck. And like, I, I think this- Like, you can beat the shit, like, I think I could throw it into a wall uh, 50 times and it's not going to change the yeah, flight characteristic could, at all. You could probably drill a freaking three-inch hole in the middle of it and it would probably still do it. But I, the only, I, I feel like there's probably some people that have mastered this and know some things about it, like, like maybe- Maybe you can throw an actual twenty foot hyzer with it. You know what I mean? Like, like you can't really throw with any other disc and get actual curve in it. Such a short range shot. So maybe like there's some people that have mastered this thing and can get like a a forty two foot hyzer that that breaks off like eighteen feet to the left. You know, it's like when you got a you t- know if you got like a brand new fresh chi zone, you're like, oh, it doesn't hook up fast enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get a stego. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh man, I just tried to throw a Buzz OS and it didn't fade enough. Like, okay, let's. let's. It didn't hook up. Like, oh, it had too much glide. <laughs> like, there's where you go. Um, I mean, it really is hilariously overstable. No, it's 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 gross. I feel like it's like. Um, I I do feel like it's like the the OG H1 Junior. Yeah. <laughs> like this is stupid. How fast it goes left. H1 goes further for sure. It's just a faster speed. Yeah. But it's that same flight just a little bit further. Yeah. No, this this was the uh, the illegitimate child that was forced to live in the basement. Right. Right. 
It's like the Justice and the H1, like, pounded down. Made a child. But, but, Nobody knew about but, it. But the, the H1 didn't realize it was pregnant until, like, eight and a half months. It was like... Had been drinking the whole time. Right, right. And it just came out in the toilet. It was like, wait, what? <laughs> I didn't even know I was pregnant. Oh, oh man. All right, weird thing. <laughs> I'm going to call you Stego. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> welcome back, Joe. <laughs> so, what I'm trying to say is, the Stego <laughs> is the, the Justice and H One's toilet baby. Oh, great! <laughs> did, I, did, I, did I do it right, Rob? You did. I think it's time to talk about the beer. <laughs> I've been trying to. Did you try it? I did. Oh, I did. well, you talk about it while I try it. All right, so. Uh, Dino S'mores by Off Color Brewing Company, which is a 10.5% uh, a Russian Imperial Stout. And uh, it is a pretty delicious stout, to be honest. I, I, I like it quite a bit. It's got that, that nice kind of sweet malty stout flavor to it that you would expect. Uh, at, you know, kind of like marshmallows and, and you know, s'mores. I mean, it really is chocolatey. Totally. And it's, it's, like sm- it's like s'more with like, yo, motherfucker, I'm bitter at the end. Yeah. Um, but like in a, a nice, beautiful way. I, but I, I'll, I'll take the rest of this. Like, you can just keep talking about it. And I'll... Okay. Go ahead and just drink away. But but I mean, really just like kind of chocolatey and, and marshmallow. It's, it, the name is not misleading at all. This is a, a, a s'more stout. I mean, it's just, it, that's what it tastes like. It's pretty darn good. Um, and wow, like like full on. Um, you you have the vanilla marshmallow stuff, but you also get like the 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 graham cracker, like molassesy. Yeah, yeah. nice little flavor in there too. Absolutely. Ooh, yeah. you can I have that back now? Yeah. Like, one second, one second. We only have the the one, and this is causing problems because number one, it's you know ten point five percent Joe's wheelhouse. By the way, uh, thank you, Ryan. Ryan sent this to us. Ryan, who? CP. Oh, sweet Pilcher. Yep. Thank you very much, Ryan. And uh, I I believe he also recommended the Stego review. So I'm sorry for not mentioning that earlier. That's all right. We did. But, we we got it. But, um. um it's, it, a t- it's a taste of a little stout. You know, and he sent us one bottle. And was like, oh, one bottle. I guess we're going to have to share one. And I'm so happy we only have one bottle. Yeah. Um, and I think the only other thing, uh, very much a coffee flavor to it, too. No, totally. Very much coffee. Like the, That's the aftertaste. That's that bitter that comes yeah. in. Yeah. But um, for a 10 point, what is it? Five. Five. Usually when you get there with a coffee stout like this, like anything over like a nine, you get like a little boozy um that syrupy booziness and i i'm not really getting that really boozy like heat um it's it's pretty drinkable definitely yeah i mean it's got i i guess i think maybe that, that bitter coffee kind of bites off a well, little that bit of that kind of that like booziness like the cocoa nib type flavor too where it's like a bitter chocolate i think that's that that and the coffee are, are kind of in it is what is that what a cocoa nib is i read it on the side i was like i don't know what a cocoa nib is yeah the, you know like well, well like you've had you've had like pure chocolate right pure chocolate isn't sweet it's very bitter yes i have i like one time when i was a child and said this is stupid I don't yeah well that's what again. that flavor is in the finish of this beer it's it's got that 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 bitter cocoa flavor which is good cacao yeah sweet yeah i i'm i actually really love this no it's really good no that okay. like i said it's it's uh i mean it's a 12 ounce bottle but it's totally meant to be shared even says, at the 12 ounce it says i beat 40 ibus 
So, um, and it says uh, malts. You've got pale Vienna wheat, uh, extra special flaked oats, dark chocolate, black, and roasted barley. And then the hops are nugget. So, and then special ingredients on here. It says marshmallow, vanilla bean, uh, molasses. Joe. Nailed com- it. Coming through. Uh, graham flavor and cocoa nibs with Las Marias Pacas natural coffee from El Salvador. All right. So, we pretty much nailed this. I feel like this one we nailed better than a lot with purely flavor not trying to and, reach it. And full disclosure, I had not read the side of this bottle that's yet. Why, that's why I was so pumped about our... Uh, explanation because so. we didn't read it so yeah. no it's a it's a very it's a very nice 106 beer reviews in and and uh we're finally getting to the point where we can identify flavors i think we always have but it's been like you know i think we had that breakthrough um i share this with a cousin so we did easter randomly i was down in in uh san diego and did really? easter um I don't, I, have you talked about your trip to San Diego did, did yet? Easter, randomly, I didn't even realize that it was going to be a full family ordeal, but did like a big family thing for Easter in Dana Point and uh, was talking with my cousin about beers. And he's someone who has come up to Sonoma a few times. He came to like Bottle Rock a few times with his wife, who's like my actual cousin, I guess, my cousin through marriage, um, and raved about Pliny forever. And I had a conversation with him. Based on something we, I realized, I don't know, four or five episodes ago that uh, hops aren't always super pine flavored. Mm-hmm. Uh, and having that realization that a lot of East Coast pines aren't the crazy um, citrus pine flavor that I'm used mm-hmm. to. And that you can be super hoppy and not be that. Um, we're getting it. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Is we're like, we're... We're, we have always loved beer and we've reviewed beer through 106 episodes now and we've had a lot of good feedback and understood what we're doing, but I feel like each time we're like, oh, and this is like a thing. This is a thing that I've noticed this whole time and it's, it's really a thing. Like I can now say it without feeling like I'm making it up or something. I don't know. I like making stuff up too. Of course, that's yeah. like ninety percent of our podcast, dude. Like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not trying to take away that. We don't actually play disc golf. We just <laughs> pretend. Yeah, you'll never see us. Of course, or hear about us. You've all been hoodwinked. Golf. Yep. All right, Joe. I think it's time for a rating. But first, we should tell you whether we're going to bring either of these on the course. Why don't you start us off? Because I'm going to drink more of this. Right? Um, I'm saying hell no on either. So on both. I, the Stego, I I haven't figured out what I'm supposed to do with it yet. I figured out a couple of things that I can do with it. I'm not sure whether I like it or not. Uh, it It's done some things that I've never seen before. I, like, literally the opposite of a Heiser Flip. I, I, didn't, I didn't know that was a thing. Like, like, you throw it on Heiser and it immediately jerks down and goes completely vertical and hits the ground. I've never seen a disc. It's like, a, it's like, it's like a Heiser flop. Yeah, like I've never you seen like that a, one. You, Heiser Heiser I, flop. I, yeah, that works. I feel like you just like went right past it without like being like I, do, I, I what, like it. I mean, you know, I'm still kind of upset for you leaving me for a week and 
making me do a podcast with Spencer. I know. It's not like you've like, you know, had multiple children and like left me for weeks at a time. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, fine. <laughs> you know. But um, it just like, honestly, I've never seen a disc I'm, so quickly yeah. hyzer out to the point where it just like hit the ground. Like the first time I tried to throw it, I made the mistake of trying to throw it low and hard and it just kind of immediately hit the ground. It was like, it was incredible. I've never seen anything do that. I, I'm going to say um, the hype built me up and I thought it was going to be more brutal. I mean, it was brutal as shit. Poop. But it's not It's not as insane as I built it up to be in my mind. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I like stupid shit like this. Yes. I feel like it lives in that H1 world, though. Where I probably only get 25 more feet with an H1 that I probably <laughs> have already put in my bag. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you, I love it. Are you going to bag the Stego? I'm not. I, no. I'm going to stick with the H1 OG. Uh, but that shows you how ridiculous both those discs are. Like, they're stupid. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to pull it out for anything. The only reason that the H1, the original H1 will stay in my bag is because it is a higher speed disc and I know I can throw skip shots with it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know I don't this, know this chalky plastic. I feel like it's just going to stick and be like, fuck you. <laughs> I don't you. I don't go anywhere for you. I stay right here. Um, it's super novelty in a fun way. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to bag it. Part of me 100%, if you've listened to the show for a while, um, I want to. Yeah. But it's also this thicker profile that, you know, that's taking like almost two high speed drivers out of my bag. It's like throwing a D battery. I mean, <laughs> now when at some point, which will happen at some point when I get an Octo Hall, there is a chance that a Stego will go into my bag. <laughs> like, no joke. That. Almost to just be like, hey, you ever throw one of these? Yeah. <laughs> Here, give this shit a rip. <laughs> so, the onto the beer. The beer is delicious and uh, not something I would bring on the course, though. It's something I would enjoy with with dinner or right after dinner. Uh, it just the or like right at breakfast, like yeah, right before your eggs. Sure, I mean this is this is a, a has a really really wonderful kind of uh, you know coffee chocolate flavor that that would go great as a as an after dinner dessert type type beer, um, but not something that that I would I would bring on the course. Ditto. So we went zero for four. We went we went zero for four, um, but all quality reviews, like yeah. all good stuff, just just not for us. Yeah. Um. Are you gonna are you gonna bag on Spencer right now? Is that where you're going with this? No, not at all. Why would you even say that? I was just saying. Spencer did a great job. Spencer, thank you. You did an awesome job. I really appreciate it. We all do. Everyone had a good time. I mean, they probably had a better time this episode, but you know. Is what it is. Um, this is like doing something you love so much that like you can't actually do what you want to do. Like that's like just boning so much that you hurt your back and you can't play in a tournament. <laughs> so this is a this is a Lazat back injury. <laughs> that's what you miss when you don't have me for an episode. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Spence made that exact same I joke. I mean, he he tried to, but you know, he couldn't, no, he the, couldn't put as eloquently for a rating for a, a deer review. Not sure eloquence the right word, but you know, all right, whatever. 
I like it. <laughs> I like it. I think most of us would choose that. The back injury? If, if given the choice. Oh, yeah. If, if with You know, given the, the result. I mean, I may or may not feign a, a back injury just to do more uh, back injuring type things. Yeah, sure. Why not? Oh, good old days. <laughs> Remember when you got married and... Anyway. <laughs> Before you got married? Y'all, y'all know. Y'all know. All right. All right. Well, that's all we got for this dear review and uh, this episode of the Disc Golf Podcast, number 106. Joe's back. I hope you enjoyed him. I certainly did. Looking forward to spending the rest of the evening with him, too. We're going to take a bath. Hey, buddy. I missed you. And uh, don't forget to check out our website, throwstuffatstuff.com. We have Disc Golf Podcast Discs. We have a link to join our Slack group, which is our awesome disc golf community where you can chat with us and and other Disc Golf Podcast listeners. And uh, there's uh, channels for your area. There's places to get tips. There's places to trade discs. Check it out on our website on the homepage, throwstuffatstuff.com. There's there's also places if you're planning to go somewhere, if you have a trip coming up, any of that kind of stuff, it's amazing. We get messages all the time. We see things happening all the time that somebody is going on a trip you know, say they live in Colorado and they're going to Michigan and they want to play, or they live in like Denmark and they're going to Colorado. There are groups for all that. You can find people to play with. Um, it's awesome. I'm about to go to Atlanta in a few months and uh, I've already got my disc golf set up. Perfect. And then uh, also check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash the disc golf podcast. We do a pre-show every week that is accessible only to our Patreon subscribers, and it is just like an extra disc golf podcast every single week, except more explicit. I mean, it's 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 like like you know, every once in a while on a show that we like say something really dirty and maybe we like go off on it for like two or three minutes. If you dig that. You will love the free show. I'm pretty sure you dropped like seven F bombs on this. I told you, I I got after. So we we put explicit from the very beginning. So, but uh, check out our Patreon show. It's a a great way to support the podcast, and uh, for that, you'll get an extra show every week. Our our pre show recording, which is a laid back, completely ridiculous disc golf podcast. So check that out. Patreon.com/slash disc golf podcast. And lastly. Take the time to review us on iTunes or whatever pod app you use to, to listen to our show. Uh, drop five stars on us and, and let the people know how you feel about our show. It really helps to get more listeners out there. Thank you very much for listening to episode 106. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, get out there and throw stuff at stuff.